Yo, welcome to Seattle's top comedy podcast, hosted by yours truly, the hilarious comedian General Mutombo. If you're new here, welcome. This is an African-centric, Afrocentric podcast. Here we discuss trending topics related to pop culture, politics, relationships, and more. Have you guys been, man? I haven't seen and spoken to most of you in weeks. I wasn't feeling well. I had a medical emergency. So I'm really sorry that I had to step out of this mic and take care of business first before I come here and bless you with more vibes. I am based in the Pacific Northwest. Some of you call it PNU, which is Pacific Northwest. Some people call it the North Cal, which is North California. Some people call it just the Northwest or the closest, the step brother and sister to our Canadian brothers and sisters out here in Vancouver. Welcome to the show. Man, we just had an amazing time. So many things have gone down the last two months. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I I was privileged to meet our president, Joe Biden, when he came to Seattle, Washington for a brief visit. I think he was coming to sign into law one of the AF environmental related type of uh, laws and also something that concerns the natives who were here before. So shout out to the Prezo. As much as he has his own problems, we still got to respect the strongest leader on the planet right you gotta give him his number two i was part of the northwest 50th the northwest folk life festival is a community powered celebration of arts and culture heritage from all over washington state it just makes this beautiful cultural tapestry of the pacific northwest the greater we had two thousand artists this year uh, performing both virtually and in person. This was a, like a four-day event. It started on Friday and it just got concluded today. The event took place at the Armory, which was right behind Space Needle. I'm really excited about how this whole project came together. I did my own part. I did a 10-minute segment for comedy, and it was something. It was something amazing. It was something different. You know, I just I just had a good time. The apart from my health issues, I've, I've really been on a good mood. For the people who let me uh, anchor and be a master of ceremonies to their weddings, shout out to you guys. Beautiful, beautiful weddings. Congolese people, yeah, you guys support me way more than a lot of communities, including my own. So shout out to you guys. I also was privileged to be the MC at the African Cultural Night at the Central University of Washington. Out there in Ellisburg, like three-hour drive. We went over there. It was a beautiful African day. My co-host was DJ Narium. It was amazing. We killed it. Comedy and comedy. Pictures are all over the website if you want to go look it out. Yo! I want to share a story with you that happened to me growing up. I feel like a lot of these tales I haven't shared them properly. And today I have a special story for you. This story, uh, this story really, really takes me way back. I get, I get a lot of emotions with this story. But anyway, our fuck ups make us, right? So here we was. Uh, it was really funny, man. I was born in Nairobi, Kenya. 
and uh, there's a mid middle class um middle class to lower suburbs in Langata that uh I was blessed to be around raised and nurtured by this was my worst day in Langata right I had this crush I'll never forget some years back I went to see this girl her name was Anab Mohammed all right Anna Mohammed was an amazing girl bro the the face I'm telling you Anna Mohammed had the look she was one of these girls who was like how can I put it nobody could figure her out but she was one of the smartest girls I'd ever seen in Langata Barracks primary school so growing up even when I got to high school like junior high I still had a crush on this lady I think she went to Alliance Girls no she went to Ngara Girls and she used to come back home her father had a shop but uh, before uh, they moved out of Langata Barracks they used to stay in a flat and I'll never forget one day I went to see her on another side of the estate and she picked me up we used to have this uh jitneys called matatu it's like a 16 seater truck that's like a huge taxi kind of like what we have for hilton what we had for hilton here and they will pick you up from one spot to another one location to another and you pay a fee of between 10 shillings and like 50 shillings that's back in the day now probably with inflation things are different so whenever you went to visit somebody you'd call them that time, very few people, those days, very people had cell phones. I remember Anab had a Motorola Z and I had a Nokia 3310. We used to send each other messages all the time, emojis and all that good stuff. Nokia 3310 was designed really funny. It had two sections. On the left side of Nokia 3310 was a section where, was a segment where you see the bars, like the, the connection, the, the frequency of the waves of the phone. On the right side is the battery life. So you could tell how long your battery would stay or how long you, you needed to to be outside before you go back in and give your uh, your phone some juice. Unfortunately, we didn't worry about battery life the way we worry today. I have an iPhone 13 Pro and I worry about the battery like every six hours because I have to charge it because I'm using it so much. But back in the day, because of how small the screen was and how few the applications were, Nokia 3310 could last you almost a month before you really charge it again. So this particular day, I texted uh, my crush, Anab, and Anab came, Akanikujia Kostej, which this was at the Nyayo High Rise, right? Nyayo High Rise was like high rise complex buildings, kind of like New York or some of the, some of the um, apartments, condos close to Rainier or something. And these apartments were tall, like some were like, some were going up to like 20th floor, when you're a kid, that's not a, that's really tall. But this lady, this particular day, the reason I was going to exploit this moment was because her parents went up country, and in Kenya we didn't have chance chances and times to meet people, even kiss, hang out, go to dates because our parents were strict as fuck. So this particular day, Anab's mom and her, and her brother had gone to Mombasa. Mombasa is the equivalent of Hawaii to us in East Africa. They had gone there for a weekend and she decided to stay back. Guess what that was? Bing, bing. Let's go. Things are going down. So I thought, you know what? I'm going over here. I'm going to smash. I'm going to smash this heavy. So we go in there. We went up to the seventh floor. That's where their apartment was. And their building, I remember, was building A. So the apartment was like number 76. So we got to her crib. She offered me water. You know, a lot of that time, nobody wanted juice so much. And then it was in the afternoon. It was hot. No one was trying to, like, give you tea or something. And she, I, I opted to have her snacks. And she said she didn't have snacks, but she could make me some eggs, maybe an egg sandwich. Toast. Look at that toast my eye. 
So she offered me some eggs. And, you know, Anna was a little thick, you know what I'm saying, for our age. So, you know, she had that ass, she carried herself, you know, her legs were like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to paint a picture so that you guys can understand this is not a, I'm not lying about this story. I don't know what happened in this flat when Anna was moving from one section of the bathroom, no, sorry, one section of the kitchen to the other. She lost her balance. It's like the devil pushed her or something, made her slip or pushed her bata bata away. She fell on her ass heavy and all the six eggs broke. I felt guilty that I may have contributed to the accident. So I, after I rushed over there, made sure she's okay. I sat on the chair. You know, Africans don't, when they fall, they don't turn purple, red, green, or purple, whatever. They just wake up strong and like nothing happened. Shook it off her shoulders like nothing happened. So I offered as a good Samaritan, as a potential future husband, those stupid dreams we used to have. I offered to replace the broken eggs. So I asked her to allow me to go back downstairs. Because back then, a lot of those flats had bodegas, which are like kiosks downstairs where you could buy small things, small grocery shopping, uh, accessories for the phone or the laptop, such, such things. But we never had laptops a lot. We had PCs. Now, I went downstairs because my phone at this point had already died. I am going downstairs, mind you. I had changed. After she gave me water and she went to the kitchen and she was trying to figure out what to cook, I had stepped into the bathroom and switched my clothes. We used to wear Sean John, the heavy, shiny Sean John, and the big Estros, what, what a lot of people are liking right now. But yeah, they were really heavy clothes. So when I, whenever you go visit somebody, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd have to ask them, like, when is any party a t-shirt? Like, can you, help, can you throw a t-shirt out on me? Like, can I, can I hop on your shorts, man, or basketball shorts? Basketball shorts are really popular. But this time, yeah, I had my little shorts because I never wore jeans without them shorts. I don't know about y'all, but you, whatever you guys call the hoochie mama, hoochie daddy shorts, that's what I used to wear on the inside. My phone's dead. Unfortunately, Alice's phone and Nokia's don't share the same charger. So I decided, let me hit it. I bought flip-flops from Anub. They were blue in color and uh, they were made by this company that's probably the longest running shoe company in Kenya called Bata. Hey, shout out to Bata, man. You are the original Nikes. So I felt comfortable with Anub so much that I stepped out of her house with a t-shirt, a ladies t-shirt written Sengenge Ngombe. This is an advertisement t-shirt. Sengenge means fence. Ya means four. Ngombe means cow. Like this is a t-shirt for cows. You know what I'm saying? Sengenge ni ngombe. I don't even know what I was thinking, man. But anyway, I'm stepping outside in my flip-flops. My phone died. I grabbed my loaded wallet. Don't ask me why it's loaded. I had I had stolen some money from one of my parents and I was feeling myself that day. So I went downstairs wearing a bata flip-flops and I was certain that this day is the day I get to deflower Anab Muhammad. The crush of my life since third grade. And here I am, I'm walking in there. I met this guy called Joron. Joron had a kiosk and he had everything, bro. I'm telling you, there were those tomatoes that we used to put like pili pili, which is pepper and eat it, or mangoes, the really ripe ones from the Ukambani area. And you put that pepper on it, ooh. And then those mabuyu, oh, I was ready. So I wanted to like surprise Anna, kind of like melt her a little bit because I knew that fall through threw her off a little bit. I got her the eggs, I got her some bread, got her some chevda, got her some mabuyu, got some mangoes. I was really excited. Now, the time on my watch at that time was hitting around 6.30 p.m. So I bought the shopping, but unfortunately, Joro did not sell accessories. 
I was not familiar with this area because this was my first time to go to Anab's house. So Njoro told me to go across the street where they're selling accessories to see if I could find what I wanted. Now, I didn't want to walk around with groceries in my hands because that part of town was not the best around that time. So you can't just be walking around with all this good stuff. Somebody can snatch you. Kids can just bump into you and rob you. You know, up, up, day, broad daylight. Nobody cared. So... I left my shopping with Njoro's assistant. There was a little lady who was right next to him while he was attending another customer. And I crossed the lady. I went across the street. I went over there. I got the accessories. I got my phone. Luckily, this was a very brief and quick transaction. Um, you know what I'm saying? I came back. Yay, yay, Njoro, yay, I got it. I wanted to make sure I have my bearings. High rise, Nyayo high rise had almost like I think 200 apartments. So if you don't get that A or that B, there are like 40 other A72s. You know what I'm saying? Like you get lost, you're fucked. So I was puzzled. Upon going back to the grocery shop where I left my very healthy shopping bag, Njoro's assistant denied having my bags, having my groceries. And Njoro himself was trying to fight me like, yo, why did you leave it here? Man, I didn't know how you could be stepped on and robbed in plain sight. But I couldn't fight. I couldn't fight in a girl's t-shirt, hoochie daddy shorts, and female flip-flops. So I just left that. I went to the shop next door. I had some change. So I bought more shopping. And I concluded, man, this Nyayo aced it. This ain't my shit. I'm not coming here again. But I said that on the intern. I used my inside voice. You can't say that too loud. Someone might come and punch in the clavicle. Or just grab you and chop the shit out of you like Steven Seagal. They used to call it una chapwa, una chapwa tisa, umekula tisa. That's what they used to call it. So, this was tough. So, my ass is walking back to the apartment. I'm going back upstairs. I have a lot of groceries, mind you. Seventh floor is not easy, man. That's a heavy ass going up, narrow, narrow stairs all the way up. So I'm determined to reach the seventh floor because I want to go to A76. There's some fine ass Somali booty waiting for me. I felt like I was ascending to Mount Kilimanjaro with a pack of shopping on my back and a tray of eggs. And I didn't want to do the cardinal mistake of rushing it and crushing the eggs just like Anab did pr previously. Upon reaching room number A76, where I just left, I was met by a really rare phenomenon. There was a half sack of charcoal that seemed to be at the door like somebody was trying to like I was in the wrong house like I don't think you guys understand what charcoal is I was surprised right um, Anab's house was electrical there was nothing that used coal there and it seemed to be like, this call had been there for a while, longer than I had gone, stepped outside to buy groceries. And my shoes were missing, because, you know, in Kenya, when you're going to someone's house who has a carpet, you had to leave your shoes outside. You don't get in the house with shoes. And I was surprised, so I asked myself, am I in the wrong house? Where the hell did this sack come from? And and my, 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 my anab does not use coal. It's called jiko. Jiko is what uses coal. If you don't know what a Jiko is, that's J-I-K-O. It's a lightweight, portable, charcoal-burning stove with a ceramic inner lining and metal cladding catered to standard cooking methods in East Africa. All I saw in uh, 
Anab's house before was a gas cylinder. I remember that. Anyway, I I brushed my stupid thoughts away from me. I knocked the door to confirm my fears. And voila, a middle-aged, really, really dark-skinned, tall woman stepped out. Holding a sufria. A sufria is like a cooking pot. It's a flat-based, deep-sided, lip-sided, handleless cooking pot made out of metal. It's gonna be used as a weapon. FYI. So when the door opened, I could feel the energy coming out of that room was not good. The energy was totally different from the apartment I just left. I was convinced I entered the wrong building. So the lady looked at me and asked me questions. What am I doing there? So I explained, I have a girl. I came to see my friend. And she's sizing me up, looking at me with the girl's t-shirt and flip-flops. Like, which girl are you coming to look at? You look like half a girl yourself. But I tried to explain to her that I'm not from this side of town. I'm from Langata Barracks on the other side of town. I came into this new estate to see my friend. I don't know this area. So I think the reason she didn't hit me with that sufria across my face was because she was convinced I don't live there. So she directed me, my G, I was terrified. I can vividly recall she told me to look for A76 and six other buildings. You don't understand. I have all these groceries in my hands, including the tray of eggs. There's 24 eggs, man. I got 24 chickens on me. I got 24 niggas walking with me trying to go and find my girl. My crush, because she's not my girl yet. So I vividly recall, I went through six buildings. I endured six other long, tedious stairs to six other seventh floors seven floors seven different ones and i knocked each and every one of the a76 doors each attempt turned out to be a stranger's house or somebody i'd never seen like albino kids i found some albino kids in one house and i was like what There was the albino kids. One door had some people smoking weed who thought my groceries, I bought. I brought it to them for munchies. Another house had some lady whooping her husband. I remember. There was a lot of women whooping their short husbands around that time. Then I don't remember that the other house. It was really creepy. There were voices coming from the door, but I couldn't pick it up. Anyway, long story short, this was now 10 p.m. I'm really tired due to fatigue of carrying my shopping all through the stairs up and down. Now, remember, I left my phone with... My girl, my crush, my Anab. I left my phone with Anab. So I have no cell phone service. And I don't recall mentally. I'd, I'd not. I, can't, I, couldn't, I just couldn't remember her phone number. For some reason to confirm where Alice is at. So I went downstairs by the main gate. And I spoke to the guard. We used to call them the watchman. They watch man. Watch man the guard downstairs and I asked him if he could offer me a place to like relax for a little bit so he has this what we call a kibanda a kibanda is like a hut a makeshift small or a crude single room building sometimes they made it out of wood and sometimes they made it out of metal corrugated metal sheets but it was not warm they never had heaters they're just cold so you had to bring your own blanket so in exchange of this act of kindness because I didn't have you know what I'm saying? I didn't have a way to move around with this hoochie, bobby, hoochie daddy shorts all over the place. I gave him some of the groceries. I was shocked that even with the intense, particular, specific description of my crush to the guard, he did not have any idea or he 
did not have any recollection of any face or any features of any or any person who fit the description the description of Anna Muhammad. My wallet was safe though because you know what I'm saying I, I still had it with me by 5 a.m. in the morning and I don't know why I slept there. I think it's because I already told my parents back home I'm not coming that day. I'm going to a friend's sleepover. So it would have it would have been a really big like it would have been a suspect issue to go back home and tell them something happened. Now I had gone through the five buildings. I had lost hope. I went through five more buildings the day I had lost hope. What killed my search is when I went back to the original A76 building. The next day, there were military boots size 13 outside the apartment. They were dirty too. In my head, I'm like, oh my God, that military motherfucker went and ate my palm wine. My anim. So I decided, you know what? Let me just take a matatu. It, it was already around 6.30 a.m. And I only had like, what? One, what, what did I have? A hundred and a hundred and eighty shillings. I think I had a hundred and eighty shillings on me. Uh, and then from my ripoff from my, my mom and dad, I had like 680. So I went to a, a secondhand seller of clothes nearby and I bought myself an oversized trouser and a blazer. Both of them, I, they hit me like what, $300? It wasn't bad. And to this day, the only person who ever made me go back there to visit Nyayo High Rise was a guy called Dennis Aleri, one of my homeboys from Dagoretti High School. Shout out to everybody from Ditches, Dagoretti, Capella, everybody. That was the only reason I ever went to Nyayo Estate. Nyayo Estate on Bagathi Way became a no-go zone for me for life. Because that pressure that Anab took me through, I never located Anab again. And upon checking FB so many years later when I came to America, I did find her. She was doing nursing. And she has two kids now. And I never really got over the fact that I got played. I really got played. That's Nyayo Estate for you. Nyayo means freedom. Nyayo from Kenya Moy. But that was my fuck up then. And that was my short story. And I'm sticking to it. From now on, if you go to a lady's house, you have a better phone, make sure it's charged. Number two, do not take your pants off. Number three, don't borrow your girlfriend's t-shirt written Sengengenyangombe. And number four, and first, most important, do not go to your girl's house. Make sure she comes to you so that such dilemmas don't come to you and fuck up your whole vibe. More life, more blessings to you. Let's see what's going on this uh, summer in Seattle. I'll be here. Send me questions. Send me the vibes. Because sometimes the vibe master needs the vibe from the people. More life, more blessings. It's been another dope episode by the General Mutomba Kump. Shine on and shine on and shine on. More life and enjoy this new single from Step Capella. And it's called... Kalesana Pigana Leather. Lukuna Chapana Weather. Yeah, really, really dope track that I co-produced for uh, Steph Capella. More life, more blessings. Plug in. Bless up. Yeah. 
Kalesa na piga na leather Luku na cheza na weather Uba na kana dereva Nyuma madam wa wili na beba Akiba ni nyama ya kesho Leo na shukuru mayai Future ni runda, bonge la nyumba Niweke alam, niweke masai Baraka za Kenya sai Mbogi kidai, mina supply Hapa wadhi wamevai Zime wa nice, hypnotize Kizungwe li kamna meli Shilingi ndo msema kweli Jirani katanta peli Jwali ni cheki teli Na shiba mpaka na shibisha wageni Na sijalipa madeni Vile na jaza maheni Lenga vikombe leta besheni Kalesa na pigia na leather Luku na cheza na weather Uba na kana dereva Nyuma madam wa wili na beba Kalesa na pigia na leather Luku na cheza na weather Uba na kana dereva Nyuma madam wa wili na beba Kalesa na pigia na leather Luku na cheza na weather Uba na kana dereva Nyuma madam wa wili na beba Kalesa na pigia na leather Tumesavai Kalesa na pigia na leather, luku na cheza na weather Uba na kana dereva, nyuma madam wa wili na beba Kalesa na pigia na leather, luku na cheza na weather Uba na kana dereva, nyuma madam wa wili na beba 